0: how are you doing you crazy big beautiful bastards welcome to outpost frequencies also known as the sunday roast and this is me drunken yoda ready to waiting to go with another wonderful episode from LastMovieOutpost.com. all your wonderful place for movie news streaming news and everything to do about film we are the cool news now hey i almost got through that without screwing it up Oh, right, who's clicking on me? Who's who's clicking my who's clicking my slack here? Somebody's somebody's saying Still in the restaurant. It's a, okay, so Matt's gonna be late the hell with him i say <laughs> we don't need him and of course i wasn't really reading the banners very well boba so i am sorry but i screwed up and deleted a bunch of them think i had to redo them all and then realized that you had done a bunch of them so i feel bad about that <laughs> but you can uh, add them all back in there when we get started and uh, look when he gets on here guys we'll just i'll just uh, I'll plead ignorance. I'm going to say, I have no idea. We'll just see if you guys bust me or not on the chat. So anyway, for right now, you got me. And that's okay, because I'm going to get started with Picard. And Phil did not want any spoilers. And if you haven't watched Picard, or if you haven't watched the last episode of Picard, I say, um, it, it, it made me blubber like a little girl at the end. And I was kind of shocked at how well the member berries worked on me because typically I have gotten to a point where I just roll my eyes every time they show thing I know. And in fact I've gotten really cynical about it. And I look back on, you know, why does why does like The Force Awakens with the Millennium Falcon where they say oh the garbage will do and then they pair and there's the Millennium Falcon with all it's wonderful uh, musical accompaniment and I just go and that's it. And here they bring back the Enterprise D at the end. Spoilers. Apparently, D, uh pulled the Enterprise D saucer from Veridian Three from the end of uh, Star Trek Generations because the Prime Directive—they didn't want to contaminate the system because there was a a populated planet in that system, and it wouldn't be too much of a stretch that in in many years they may go explore the other planet and uh, find this big giant saucer section. Go what the hell? So. Uh, yeah, they picked it up and Joey took it to the Fleet Museum. And then he's been rebuilding it for 20 years. He took the Star Drive section from the Syracuse, some nacelles, that kind of thing, and he just began uh, rebuilding it. Now, the hilarious thing, the, the, the first nitpicking thing I hear from everybody is like, Picard said it couldn't be salvaged at the end of next generation, or generations. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't get it salvaged and rebuilt and make it the flagship of the Federation within a year or two. They already had the E. They knew the Borg and the Dominion War was going on, so it was time to move up. But a dude like Jordy taking it and rebuilding it for 20 years, taking spare parts and stuff and doing it on his own with, you know, obviously robot help and things like that and whatever clout he has being a commodore in the (laughs) ship museum yeah he could probably restore it Uh, not salvageable I feel like is a very vague term that has a lot of uh, it's, it's contextual you know and let's not, uh, let's not get weird about some of this stuff, okay, guys? Let's not get too pedantic. I know we're all nitpicking nerds <laughs> and everything, but when I started saying that, it's like, you're just looking for things to be pissed off on. Now you're just looking for it. You just want to hate it. Guys, come on. Terry Metalis worked up this whole nostalgia thing. And quite frankly because the the next generation crew kind of got crapped on by the movies. And then you see Picard, the first two seasons and they were garbage. And I feel like this is a, not just a big love letter, but a bit of an apology to the fans and say, you know what, we're going to give you what you want and we're going to try to do it in the best way possible. And, I look at this and I look at how Metallus is is doing this entire season. And he's doing his best, I think, to to write good explanations, good trekish explanations. I've been watching some old Trek lately, TNG, even some Voyager. And um, you know, not everything in there was, you know, spot on perfect. There's a lot of flaws in that. This has those kind of flaws to me. But the important thing is is that it has the spirit of Trek. It has the the love and the respect of Trek and the respect of the characters. And it feels like that's what he's trying to accomplish, something that says Star Trek is a good thing and it can be a good thing again. Now, I know, unfortunately the evil among us, will take advantage of Metallus' good work, the Kurtzmans, the Goldsmans, the, the Paramount suits, and they will take this and say, see, people love Trek again. Go ahead, Kurtzman, you can do another show. And that show is going to be garbage. It's going to be a Star Trek Academy show that nobody's going to like because Metallus isn't going to have anything to do with it. And this is what I think, pisses me off most is that untalented hacks who are taking what talented people have done before them and wearing it like skin suits and when people start seeing that they grab somebody else talented to revitalize it just enough so they can continue wearing it like skin suits and continue raping and pillaging this this mine of, of intellectual property and that's all Star Wars has done, and yeah, I mean, I, I like the Bad Batch. There's a couple of things, but for the most part, it's that the more I see the whole, the more I see, you know, like when you when you first saw Force Awakens, it's like there was nothing else. In, in in Disney Trek, you go, okay, they just redid Star Wars, but kind of like these characters, maybe there's something here. Now you look back on it eight years later, you look back on the the entirety of everything that Disney has created, and knowing all of the... The nonsense. I mean, you can't you can't just say that this all happened in a vacuum. We know all the nonsense that's gone on since then as far as politically and culturally and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> We've seen these people get exposed on various stages and on various platforms and, and interviews and whatever. And so you kind of gotta look back upon it and you realize it's just a bunch of cynical content by people who hate those who made this content so popular the, the the prime demographic that loves this content is the prime demographic that they hate simply for being that demographic and so you have really awful evil people that are running these these things and somehow a guy who actually loves Star Trek a guy who actually respects Star Trek uh, got in there and was able to make a season three that has been good, good television. And they've, he's managed to make the comebacks feel earned and authentic. Um, and I'm sure your nitpicking Trek brain could say, yeah, but, and come up with all kinds of technical, techno babble bullshit of why this couldn't happen or that couldn't happen or whatever. But you know, I—I I mean, there should be something for the effort. There should be credit for the effort, and the effort to me has been has been really good. The effort to me has been um, impressive. They, they, you know, it's not—it it feels well thought out. Uh, I'll give you an example. The—the the reason why the what what ended up happening at the end of this episode is all the Borg needed. The reason why they needed Jack is because. When they took Picard back in 1990, the best of both worlds, they didn't just change his implants, they changed his DNA a bit. And, and that was mentioned, actually, in the episode. And so he took that of an idea, and then when he gets diagnosed with Eremotic Syndrome, we find out, no, it just kind of looked like that it was a misdiagnosis. What it really was was dormant Borg DNA nonsense in the in his frontal lobe. And he passed that down to Jack. Jack is now a bit of a transmitter uh, because Picard didn't have a body. He's not alive anymore. Maybe they would have taken him. But Jack is alive. He has the same transmitter that they thought was earmotic syndrome. And they're using it to activate... All the DNA in the young people. Now, how do the young people get this DNA? Well, they put this this code, this genetic code, into the transporter. And the transporter, it's kind of funny, apparently uses dedupe or compression or codex or whatever you want to call it that says, you know... Um, for most life forms for most humans there's this common dna they all have so just use that and then put in the the special stuff and that makes the transporter work a little bit better and faster that's how it gets faster i guess because they're using uh, video compression so I'm, I'm, I'm like okay i mean it's an attempt i don't know i mean the transporter is bullshit anyway but if if you're gonna try at least it feels authentic it feels thought out and so they put all this in there to use the transporters against them. Have they been talking about the transporters all season? Did they have the first change thing? Got aboard as a transporter chief by taking by taking uh, the place of the transporter chief that was on the Titan. Have they been doing all this all the throughout? Yes. And they say it's in the frontal lobe, and that you it only takes effect because in the young people because the young people are still developing, and so they can take this stuff. The older people. They don't get they don't get activated by the Borg. So, great you you, you Jack runs off half cocked and he goes he's going to try to fight the Borg Queen. Of course, it doesn't work. He gets assimilated, and now they send out the signal, and then all the young people get assimilated. Why did Picard hear the Borg in Star Trek First Contact? There was never a good in- explanation of that. He just heard them, but we never knew why now we know why and you know what i'm kind of like hey i like that an attempt to give me a reasonable explanation of why that worked nice sweet i love it so there's um there's a lot of fun that 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 i'm having with picard right now and i'm i'm hoping that as we move on um well we only got one more episode right Will the newest version, will the the shows that come after this, because there, there's no way they're making any more? Picard. Patrick Stewart is 82 years old. The others, many of them are in their 70s. Um, I think the youngest ones are in their 60s. And uh, I just don't see there can be another hurrah. And if they're smart, they'll say, you know what, we're going out on a high note. Let's. You know the high note we never really got. Let's just leave it be, and and they probably will. Uh, other thing, there, there's one thing I really disliked in this show. It's not, it's not terrible thematically and everything, but you just, I I just grown to like the characters so much is that they killed Shaw, and Shaw. You know, as he's dying and, and Seven is leaning over him trying to help him he's just like no 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 it's your it's your ship now you have the con Seven to Nine and then he passes away it's like it's a good moment finally gives the respect to Seven that she deserves or she deserved at least from the Voyager Seven I'm not so sure about the first two seasons of Picard Seven but I'll give her her due in this, in this season she's been good so I've really enjoyed that And then, finally, we have um, the the entire crew gets away. Of course, it's only the Seven. You know, for for reasons unknown to me, Seven and Rafi stay behind. Why? Because, come on, it had to be the Seven. It couldn't have anybody else there on the old ship, on the Enterprise-D. And I got to admit, I've never... My favorite ship will always and forever remain the the refit, the movie version of the original Enterprise. Or the A, which, come on, it's the same damn ship. But that look, I love it. I think it's the most beautiful. I think it's the most perfect version of the Starfleet ships. But I got to admit that D looked damn good. And I'd forgotten how much I really liked liked it um it's it's obviously been a ship that's grown on me and i think a big part of that is the uh the interior and just we have so much history with it so that's that's as much about it as anything it's it's become its own character in a lot of ways um so it, it it looked great and they they did it right and it's like is it somewhat contrived is it is it was there better ways to do this? Is there ways that are more make more sense within Star Trek? That isn't such a nostalgia trip? Probably. Did I thematically, emotionally, story-wise, did it feel authentic? Did it feel earned? Did it feel like I like like something that that something that I didn't feel manipulated. I mean, every story manipulates you. Who are we kidding, right? Every story manipulates you. That's the point of the story. It's to manipulate your emotions, and and that's fine. But are you doing it for corporate, cheap, inauthentic reasons? Are you doing it for story reasons? This feels like you're doing it for story reasons. This feels like it was all earned. It's building on a history that has been there since 1987, so we're talking 35 years now. And I I was fine with it. I was absolutely fine. In fact, I was actually quite surprised about how emotional I got when I saw it. Because I just, I would heard the rumors and they were saying, oh yeah, it's, you're going to end up on the E. You know they're going to end up on the E. I was like, that's nice. But I mean, come on, that would be overboard. They wouldn't go that far. And they did, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I, I was getting choked up. I was like, I can't believe this is affecting me like this, but it did. It got me good. And and when I want to watch and rewatch the episode and the entire season again and again, yeah, that's why I give it a five out of five. If you if you if you got me that hooked and I'm really happy and enjoying myself, then yeah, I'm enjoying myself. But that doesn't mean that I'm like, I don't understand. It's like I I. <laughs> everybody's like oh now you're cucked or now you don't care or now you're you're you know you're just you're just eating the member berries or something um but uh, (laughs) Phil says he's almost here he's almost here and he says uh don't don't cry till I get there now I think I did all my crying last the other day um so but, but he'll be here soon uh uh, don't tell them that I screwed up all the all the uh, banners, please. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I just we've been decrying all the nostalgia and member berries for a long time. We keep saying we need something new, we need something new, and I and I I still stand by that. I still stand by that. But if if they make something that's actually good, if the story has you know good plot points the pacing is good it's not perfect i still have problems with with episode seven and the gurneys and the and some of the torturous aspects i still have some problems with certain things but you know overall like Riker is is but given his due as a character you feel like he's you finally got some uh, finished arc with him i feel the same with uh with Picard, uh, Worf, I would like to have seen a little less humor with him. I think he has had some good moments, but he he hasn't had any real uh, emotional or or character arc type moments now. I could kind of forgive that with Worf, because Worf and Michael Dorn has had more screen time than anybody else in the series across all of Star Trek. Between seven seasons of of, uh, Next Gen, four movies, and four seasons of Deep Space Nine, his character has been explored to death. And I don't think that there wasn't still more to mine there. I just, I'm not as... I'm not as irritated about him having less because I feel like I know so much more about the character. Riker, I felt, never got enough uh, of a good character arc. Never really explored him well enough. And I, I feel like this writes that wrong. Of course, Picard had plenty of character arc. And, and Oh, by the way, can I say I called it? I called it. It was going to be the Borg. I, I heard people say, it's going to be the Paw Race. I'm like you know how many people that love star trek next generation they have no idea what the hell went on in deep space nine or voyager they don't care they, i mean it's it's not it's not going to be <laughs> you're not going to get the paw race or some deep cut like that it's not a deep cut to me um and i would love to see a return of deep space nine uh, I, I would love to see those characters come back um for, for one more go-round. Unfortunately, Rene Aubergenois is gone, so we will never get Odo again. Uh, I think the rest are all okay, as far as I know. But, you know, I mean, it's... If they're going to do that, it's it's got to be a true continuation of the Deep Space Nine, the wormhole, the Bajor aliens, and all that, and that is... That is a lot of dense lore to get through, and if you haven't been watching Star Trek: The Space Nine, people are going to have a lot of trouble getting back into that. It's just, it's going to suck. Um, I mean, it's going to be great if they do it right, if Vitalis did it, but it's it's there's no way they were going to do all that. And I I thought it was pretty hilarious that people were were thinking that. I was like, nah, come on, it's it's Picard. It's going to be about the Borg. That being said, I do feel like this is finally a... If it, it feels like you could just skip those other two Borg Borg seasons. Even First Contact. Just go right into this. I guess you kind of need First Contact. Like The Borg was ruined when they put in a queen. The Borg was absolutely ruined when they put in a queen. Because you're basically dealing with one all-powerful entity. It could be a Q at that point. With all the emotions and all the the power hungry ideas and failings of, of people. What I liked about the Borg before they put in a Queen was that it was just basically communism to the ultimate um its ultimate end. Just everybody just a mindless drone working for the giant collective. And it, it, you were completely subsumed. Your, your group identity was the only thing that mattered. You're completely subsumed individually, and that's what I loved about the Borg, or that's what truly frightened me about the Borg. So they should have kept doing that, but uh, they had to bring in a queen because they think of it like insects. I'm like, no, that's not. That's not how you should do it. So. But, you know, of course it was going to be the Borg with with Picard. I will say, I, I, I wonder, this is my own theory here, guys, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I've never heard anybody say one way or the other, but I look at this ending where only the young people were subsumed by... This technology to the point that it tried to change their bodies. And they all are just mindlessly going for this, this technocratic algorithm that's been put into their head. You see where I'm going with this, right? I feel like it's it's a it's it's a big fuck you to the social media. Um, and to Generation Z, and their inability to think past uh, a certain mindset. Now I know there's some of this doesn't work. Some of this is you know forced upon them, but I do feel like that this it's a kind of a mind virus that's been pushed on them. And I feel like Twitter, and TikTok, and all this is kind of a mind virus. I, I found it fascinating that only the young were affected by this. I know there was a lot of techno babble BS, but again. Get out of the trick mindset. Go to thematically. Go to what are we trying to symbolize here? If if, if it's the woke culture uh, being perpet woke communism culture that has been perpetrated by a mind virus through technology. I'm just saying, guys, I feel like it fits really well. And I hope I I, I guarantee that Metalis would never say it out loud, even if that's what he meant. I, I guarantee he'll never say it out loud because he wants to work. So I I don't blame him for never confirming this, or at least not doing it until he gets to a point where he has a few money and doesn't care anymore. Like when he gets to a Scott Adams point where he's like, "To hell with it! I don't care if they destroy my strip. I'm going to say what I want to say." Um, and he may never say it. You know, he may never say it, and he. he Maybe he doesn't even think it. I don't know. I don't have any proof of that. It just felt like it was a big F you to technology, social media, woke mind virus. I mean, they're, they're they're altering these kids' bodies. That's what they're doing. And it's everybody under 25. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I just wonder. What do you think? Do you, do you think that that may be... The message that he was putting across here maybe don't uh don't fall for all this woke uh nonsense don't be a slave to the technological algorithm don't be a drone be an individual just just throw that out there i i felt like if that even if that wasn't the message it's the message i saw in it and i think there is some evidence to say that it works uh set like it's the best of the worst i i honestly set like i think that picard season three is a an undeniably good show not just i, I don't feel like i have to put some a- adjectives onto it or, or some some uh, modifiers to it it's the best of you know for for a new Trek show, it's really good. No, I think it's actually a very good show. I think Picard season three is actually a very good show, and I'm, I'm appreciative of what they've been able to do. Uh, how do you do, there, fellow Elmo Bros? Uh, it's just me this time, and Musso, but uh, would uh, happy to see you here. And uh, haven't seen past episode two of season three, so I can't say what the message is yet. Well. I don't want to spoil anything for you and I I do suggest watching it to the end. I would say the weakest episode so far has been episode seven. But I think when you binge it, and, and actually I've rewatched that episode, it isn't, you know, knowing what to expect, it isn't quite as bad of my initial viewing, though I, I stand by my review. But it's um yeah, I think I, I think it's been a fantastic season. Now I got one more episode to go, but I, I really don't see them screwing it up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's it's been great. Uh, so thank you for all the comments. Uh, I'm sure Boba will get here in a second. I do want to say, I do want to give a shout-out to, um, to Big Gator. Now, I take this show, and I cut it up, and I throw it out there for everybody to see. And... Uh, uh, set i probably pronounce it wrong, Setlick and Big Gator you both have been just commenting the hell out of all my, we see it and I see it anyway, I try to respond where I can or at least give a thumbs up or something like that, but I do want to say I appreciate it, I appreciate the, uh, the responses and the comments and I appreciate all that kind of stuff it's it's not unnoticed and I I didn't want to give a shout out, so Big Gator and Setlick, thank you very much for, for all of that and and. In, Animosu and and Setlik and uh, everybody else that's watching, thank you very much for being on here. I do appreciate that as well. So uh, that's 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 Picard so far. Um, I did start watching a little bit of. <coughs> I need to put up some banners here, so I know what the hell i'm talking about um let's let's put up a banner here for this because this this is how i cut it up i look for the next banner that i know what i'm talking about uh let's see what was it oh uh i've been watching uh what did i watch i watched voyager and and next gen recently i don't don't know when do i really want to talk about that you guys want me to talk about that? I can talk about. It. I'm waiting for Phil to get out here. So now I'm padding. I'm, I'm as bad as as uh, season one or two of a card. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to talk about. Oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute, he's here. Me off, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Hello, you? Yoda. How are you? You. You lying piece of shit! You're not sorry at all.
1: Sorry, I was signing in. I was signing in. Hello, everybody. So sorry about that. I had one of those work things. I had to attend. Um, but the good thing is, I got free sweets. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a complete waste of time. <laughs> Okie doke. What are we on?
0: Uh, so I I only saw a few uh, banners up there and. Uh,
1: I, I don't know if there was more. Um. Okay, okay, Well, you've had some good interaction from everybody. Hello, everyone. How nice. Uh. Okay, banners. Right. Okay. So you've just been you've just been waffling on for the last half an hour, have you? I, I did a big Picard. I talked about Picard. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's good. I, that's good because I've been trying to hold off on Picard because I kind of want to binge it when it's all done. Where's all the other stuff I put up there? I, I don't
0: I don't know. I, I thought that was last week's stuff. I didn't just delete them randomly without looking.
1: Man. Right, okay. So that's really weird because I did I, I no 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 Twister and Lena and such. I pop a load of um Yes, I of, fucked uh, up. Trainers. Okay,
0: alright. I thought this, I didn't think you put all the goddamn banners up, and I was getting rid of them and then I looked at, like, ah shit.
1: <laughs> I said, quite clearly, I've got everything ready. Uh, and obviously, what that means to Yoda is, I'll just delete everything he's done. <laughs>
0: um, I just assumed you meant you put up the post and started this. I didn't know you did the banners, and I wasn't. Well, I was, I, should I got... We- I got on here, like, I had to go straight from the shower right to here. I was moving at top speed, and I wasn't paying <laughs> attention to details. So, that is my oh,
1: bad. I screwed up. It's not like us to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, usually we're much more professional. Uh, so, uh, slightly disappointed. <laughs> right, let's go on to, then, Mandalorian this week. Do <clears throat> I think ah. I spelt right. So... You've talked about Bacard, but Mando this week was actually quite a good episode. Although it was a little it was a little a too little too late to sort of you know, there's only one episode now to finish the series.
0: I you're gonna have to I liked it. I agreed, I thought it was a good episode, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. What what was it like they got
1: they started oh, that's off right. with they went to
0: Mandalorian, and then they got on a big uh, ship
1: boat thing, Bo- and then they had yeah. a fight over chess. <laughs> An actual land yacht. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, everybody's now behind uh, Bocatan. Bocatan has now become the main focus of the entire thing, and uh, you know the Mandos are a sidekick. Um, and they went underground. They got attacked by. Uh, Troopers in Beskar armor, and it turns out that, spoilers, Moff Gideon has set up base on Mandalore, and he's been mining Beskar to make a whole bunch of troopers with Beskar armor, which I thought was quite a good twist. I was quite, you know, and then, you know, that was was all right. Well, here's the thing, right? You only needed two
0: episodes to do the storyline. You needed the one where maybe he got away. or something and and you could do one where because yeah. they only needed one to get them all together and the second one is this episode and all the other shit that we've had this year is padding and filler because they didn't know what the uh, hell to do
1: yeah this was the problem <laughs> Brokatan no 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 well yeah she is very manly but no she's still a female and she's now the main protagonist of the Mandalorian Uh, You know, the show about Mandalorian has now become the Bo-Katan show with her sidekick Din and Grogu. Um, But I thought... Special guest star, The Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. In his own show. Um, But I thought, like I say, it was a better episode. But it just, again, it's just... There's now one episode left and they've obviously sort of saved in this... uh, Whether it's going to end on a cliffhanger or not, I'm assuming it will, because I'm assuming they will get another series out of it. But it's just sort of... eh you know Wednesday what? with the last watch of it and then I'll get my Wednesdays back
0: what do you think of Mecha Grogu
1: I hated the fact that they turned Robo Grogu I was calling him Robo Grogu <laughs> um, it's like it's like his own little Pacific Rim going on there <laughs> it was uh, the, the, to me again as soon as I saw it I thought ah new toy you can get Grogu in a new toy now with arms and legs and says yes and no happy days. And I kind of don't like the fact that they've turned um, Karga Grief Karga into like a sidekick, a comic, you know, a comic sidekick. Now, it's a bit, you know, he he's a bit <laughs> ridiculous and just a bit redundant and sort of like yeah, sort of, you know, just sort of playing, you know, proper second fiddle and just there for comic relief type of thing. And so Robo Grogu, yeah, I was not a, I was not a big fan.
0: I mean, even in a good episode, there's stuff where you just go. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. the whole look, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so it was good, and I'm kind of looking to for the finale, but, I mean, the finale is obviously, you know, they're not going to do anything close to the finale of, of season th- uh, season two. It's just going to be a cliffhanger. Um, again, spoilers, not massive, but spoilers. But, I mean, Din's been caught by Moff Gideon. But obviously the other sort yeah, Bo Katan will obviously come and save him because it's the Bo Katan show now. Uh, you know, being relegated in his own it show. It should
0: have been the reverse. It should have been the reverse. Yeah. If you had if you'd yeah, had that... Bo Katan got get captured, then has to figure out how to save her.
1: Yes. And that would that have been would much have been... better
0: that would have been awesome that would have been because then it would have been like him trying you know because because then you would have had the conflict of him like going well you're not the leader she's the one with the sword why should we follow you you know and he has to figure like, yeah, it out
1: yeah 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 and and yeah even though you know we've got to fight for her because technically you know she is the leader and everything else even though she's now yeah. the leader because of a, a, a loophole uh, as i pointed out in last week's episode but yes it's um that would have been a much better option, that she got caught, because it would have given more bargaining power to give, to give it in as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot more that makes sense by doing it that way. Though I'm sure Disney would have done it the the, the cheapest way possible if digi has to talk them all into going. It's like, why should we follow you? Because Grogu's so cute. Oh, you're
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Both. Uh, I've got to go on a really dangerous mission and we all might die. Yeah, I don't really fancy it. Grogu's coming. Oh, go on then. Oh, I can't say no to his little face, can you? Oh, look at him. Look at that little merchandising
0: opportunity there. He's so adorable. Money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Look at that little money toy. Um, So ultimately, like I say, it was a good episode. I mean, I gave it three out of five stars because it was just sort of above average. But it's just, as I say, it's too little too late. And you've got last week's episode, next week's episode, which is the last one, and it's kind of like you say. There's been what two, three episodes which have been focused on the main story arc. The rest of it's just been filler.
0: Yeah, and and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it through inertia, so we could talk about it, get the clicks, because we're a horse. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of like. I, I'm just not compelled by anything. I was I, Before you got on, I was talking all about Star Trek, just how compelling all this is. Yes, there's a lot of member berries. Yes, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but how authentic it feels and how I'm just drawn along by it, which is all I'm asking for out of a story. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's, 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 you could do all this cheap stuff. If I'm engaged and I'm compelled by the story and the characters, then we'll do whatever. And they're not doing that in this
1: at all no, I'm exactly the same as you it's got to be about the stories, it's got to be about the characters, I've seen movies with no special effects and no, you know, no sort of big budget that I've been so much more engaged on the characters than I have of say like Avatar, you know Avatar again is just one of those series one of that uh, movie and I've got about an hour of the way through it, they've met the water people now and I'm just, I'm not engaged with anyone, I just don't care about any of them and there's still two hours to go yeah it looks beautiful but that's it you know
0: it's a movie you actually have to binge it's so damn long <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and uh um hang on sorry just looking at the comments there so he got a robot and he's walking around <laughs> in a course <laughs> yeah that's very true yeah it's, it's uh it's, is it's, that frank over there that looks like that looks like frank Oh, my God. What have they done to him? (laughs) I
0: I think it's thematic of Disney, what it's done to Star Wars, wearing it like a skin suit. I think that's the theme there.
1: Yeah. Um, It's, uh, I mean, like I say, the the fact that they are... There you go. Yeah. The fact that they are just dragging this out and milking it for every penny they've got. Speaking of which, if we're going to move on from Mando... Hang on, let me type this up. Uh, Again.
0: uh, 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 Again. I am sorry about that. I just I, I, just assumed those were for last week.
1: So, I wrote this one up this week. Apparently, there is going to be a Stranger Things animated show in under the category of milking things to death. Obviously, Stranger Things has been an absolutely massive hit for Netflix. They have had, you know, literally millions and millions of people watching the show and everything else, but it is coming to an end at the end of season five. Uh, The Doofa Brothers, who originally created it, have come up with... I've just got to remind myself, because it doesn't just stop with an animated show, but I think they are also doing a stage production and another live-action show, which is a spin-off, but nothing to do with the original characters. Because, like I say, you can't leave these things alone. Something good's come out, and we all love it, so obviously we've now got to milk it to death and squeeze every little... that we can out of it
0: i feel like ips are like the new gold rushes right it's like when we had the gold rush in california right just everybody just streamed out there and just and stripped the area dry of gold as quickly as they could i feel like that's what ips are anymore
1: you can't just make an original good movie now because it's got to become a franchise You know, the whole screen thing, Friday Oh, You know, there are so many franchises which have just gone on, Frass and Furious. And now it seems, when there is something original and good, like Stranger Things, which, you know, was it's a great show. It's got its faults, but it's a great show. But now it's kind of, right, we only wrote five series and we're going to finish those five series. Netflix are going, yeah, no, 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 but we're making, like, tons of money out of this, so we're going to have to find something to to drag it out. Um, I've just found that blah ba. The one of the producers who's looking at doing the animation is a guy called Eric Robles, who is known for producing Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which I've never heard of. But I looked it up and the animation for it is um, is very, very kiddish. Very, very sort of basic for like Saturday morning kids about the 10-year-old mark, I would have said. So they're gonna do <laughs> a stranger things with that. With Vecna. <laughs> Obviously, t- possessing the souls of people and ripping them apart and stuff. Well, let me <laughs> <That's> gonna- <laughs> let, let me irritate
0: you some more. Uh, oh, <laughs> I I used to read. I, I had. I may still have it. Actually, a Devil Dinosaur book. It was a Jack Kirby. Okay. Um, okay. One of the one of the last Jack Kirby. Once in the seventies, and it was with Devil Dinosaur, and Moon Boy. Moon Boy was like a caveman; he was he was covered in hair and fur almost. Um, so it was supposed to be way back when, but for whatever reason, I don't I don't remember the the origins or anything. But the Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy would go around on adventures, and Devil's Dinosaur would protect him, and they were friends. And he was a big red Tyrannosaurus Rex, as opposed to the rest of the dinosaurs, which were. Regular color, that's why I call them Devil Dinosaur because they knew about the devils way back <laughs> yeah, before yeah. Christianity. But okay, <laughs> fine.
1: Most them uh, Santa Claus dinosaur,
0: <laughs> but clearly they went woke. Well, okay, that's why you have the show Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl now. Yeah, that's the only that's that's that, that's they they gender swap something that nobody knew the fuck about other than <laughs> weirdos like me and it was clearly just done to hey we have this property in Marvel let's do this a Disney bullshit and and we'll make it gender swap because that's what know. that's how we do
1: things here at Disney that's that's how the young people are being raised these days <laughs> they're, they're being raised to be gender swapped uh, no matter what the situation yeah
0: they want, um, they want to do all this girl power but then they make the girls turn into boys
1: <laughs> of, I don't understand the girl anything power thing anymore. Now. Yeah. I like the fact that um, women are so bad at being women that men have got to be women to show them how it's done um, but yeah animated productions are much cheaper obviously to produce than the live action thing and I mean especially now scenes like Billy and Bobby Brown and uh, what's his name Wolf I can't think of his name Blitzer. now but you know yeah, you know, they've all they've all gone on to other things now because they're all famous. Obviously, all of a sudden, they're sort of like, oh, you want us to come back? Well, this is going to cost you. <laughs> you know? Um, and so doing an animated show where somebody's impersonating the voice, ah, there we go.
0: That's a hell of a thing as an actor, right? You could do, like, nothing, except you were on this one show that has this huge, incredible col- col- uh, following you, and everything. Makes you, and makes so you you're think always... of... Um,
1: I was going to say, makes you think of Ga- Galaxy Quest.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Almost. <laughs> I, I call it the Marina Surtis effect. Uh,
1: uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Look, the um, seller has also said, uh, yeah, the original IP gets watered down and outright destroyed. And I've said this time and time again the more you add to something, the less special it becomes. Yeah. And my, my, my example of this is I love Bonoffi pie. I don't know if you get Bonoffi pie over there. It's bananas with toffee and cream and on a, on a biscuit layer one of the most beautiful things in the world if I went to a restaurant and ordered banoffee pie and they brought me out a nice bowl full and I ate it and enjoyed it and then they brought out another bowl full I'd think "Ah, jackpot happy days but after like you know the fifth or sixth bowl full I would be going a little bit bored of banoffee pie now I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit sick of it to be perfectly honest and this is what Disney and all the other companies are doing they just keep Giving you the same thing and 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 watering it down and adding to it and deconstructing characters and and giving you prequels and explaining stuff, and it just becomes less and less special every time they do it. no, I agree.
0: I mean, I like you know i don't I don't really begrudge stranger things for four seasons, five seasons, whatever. I mean, you know, the original Star Trek had seven seasons and 200 episodes and I mean that's fine. But yeah, it the, I think part of the problem is, is that those older shows, you know, you would have 24, 26 episodes a season, right? And not just Star yeah. Trek. I mean, yeah, all the shows, they were that that much. Yeah, yeah. And but but every episode was its own little story, beginning, middle and hmm. end. And maybe there were some through lines that, that happened and the characters grew or something would change that would change from then on out. but now they make our you know giant movies. They make I mean as much as I love Picard season 3, it's just a big giant movie. and you could you could say a trilogy. you could conceivably say a trilogy uh, two four-hour movies and one two-hour movie. And but the point is is that that's that's how they do it now. It's just they make these giant shows that are nothing but movies. And I was listening to Call Me Chatbo, you know, the former ne- yeah. network executive. And he's saying that this is or or maybe it was it wasn't him, it was somebody else. Um but they were saying that, you know, Netflix unfortunately has gone into cancel mode. So they <laughs> That's a problem when you make a show that is a big giant movie and then you leave it on a cliffhanger and then they cancel it, right? So they never get to be anything because nobody's going to waste their time with the reruns. It's not going to find a cult following because everybody knows it's like it's just going to end on a cliffhanger and they're not going to watch it. Give Firefly credit. They had, yes, they had a through line, but it had individual episodes, individual stories, and it became a long-lasting cult classic that went on forever. Same with the original Star Trek and many others. They have a chance to gain a following and gain an audience because even though you wish there was more, because it got canceled early, you don't feel like you can't be satisfied with what you got. You can't yeah. be satisfied with Jupiter ascending. And there's nothing there. It, it, it ends, and I don't know what... <laughs> so
1: I have no, um, no desire to revisit it. There's no point. Anonymous, who says uh, that he lost interest in Stranger Things after the first season. Also, Millie Bobby Brown is a subpar actor. I will give her credit that she... I do think she's actually quite good in the series. I do think she's, she's genuinely quite good. That is to do, I think, with the rest of the cast, the direction and everything else. The series itself has been very good. All four seasons have been very good to excellent all the way through. They've, you know, they've really nailed it. Um, But again, it's like like you were just saying, the problem with it is, is you can't watch a single episode by itself because... If you missed season two, episode three, where so-and-so and so-and-so happened, you're not going to understand what happens in season three, episode seven. You know, and it's like you say, they've got these arcs that sort of go across the whole thing. That They're not just episodic episodes anymore. They're like, like you say, they're a whole feature film of like literally nine hours long, which you've got to watch the whole thing to understand the whole, the whole premise of it all.
0: Oh, and Stranger Things is even worse about it because they've gotten to where it's like, at least with Picard, every episode's an hour. It's an hour, sixty minutes, yeah. whatever it is, fifty-five minutes, whatever it is. With Stranger Things, it might be an hour, it might be an hour twenty. I think the last episode was three and a half hours long, and next season each episode will be a week long. I don't know. It's just like yeah. guys, come on. You know, you're blurring the lines between feature film and show so much, and the worst part about it is, is that because they feel like they have to do it this way this is why you get so many shows that are paced terribly and have so much padding yeah. and unnecessary nonsense in it you gotta you guys gotta stop this you gotta I think the reason why something like the Next Generation and even the original Star Trek and some of these older shows, resonate and continue on for so long is because they had to make these episodes good stories within 45 minutes if you include you know yeah. take out the commercials so you had to know how to do tight storytelling it's it's the same thing that uh, red letter media said about why the original star wars works so, so well art through adversity you know you mm. are limited by the medium you are limited by the time you are limited by uh, the, yeah. the runtime. so you, you have to make things work within that and it it makes you a better storyteller but now they can just do whatever they want because you're streaming it it's the same thing with CGI right you don't put everything you want on the screen so nobody yeah. gives a damn
1: all of yeah. this is, has just
0: terribly destroyed storytelling and, and all this
1: yeah it's a shame um Yeah, it's a shame. Like I say, uh, I am looking forward to season five of Stranger Things. I think it's going to be good. A stage play, I'm not interested in. If they do a live-action spin-off. Again, if the Doofa brothers are involved, I would give it a go, at least. But like I say, this animated show, not interested. Um, Not interested at all. Right, we're moving on to the next thing. Hang on, are you typing it out, or am I? Uh, I I got
0: something I I just... I gotta talk about because it was okay. easily the most entertaining thing I saw oh. this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I did see this, and it was be- it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, guys, if you're looking for entertainment value, watch those excerpts from Elon getting interviewed by the most incompetent reporter the BBC P- may have ever from had. the
1: BBC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? So, so.
0: The story behind it is, if you haven't seen it, is, is that the guy says, well, "What do you think about all the hateful content on there? He's like, well, give me an example. Uh, well, you know, I've seen more hateful co- Well, like you've seen it or, or just in general? Yeah. Well, I saw a- it in example. my feed. Well, give me an example. Well, I haven't used that feed in a while. Caleb's probably like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You can't give me one damn example. So now that's, that was that was the meat and potatoes of the interview that everybody's talking about. The entertaining yeah. part is that I think near the end, when Elon has decided this guy's a complete joke, and so he just keeps asking him if he likes BBC. Not the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> if he likes BBC. <laughs> Which is so childish. But I, oh, oh Yeah, was it, just was ju- it, so was, it was. It was...
1: I it mean, was it was beautiful to watch because when you when like i say this is kind of half the problem i think sometimes that some people ask stupid questions and people just don't reply to them where elon saw the opportunity and said no i'm gonna i'm gonna run with this one this on you you've you've asked me a stupid question so i'm gonna give you a good solid answer to it and again it was just it was beautifully done it was it was very very funny very very well, funny it,
0: it exposed so much it 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 goes right in line with what i was saying of how writers and special effects artists and and all these people are so lazy in their in their work they you know we'll just throw it in you know we'll make this giant movie and if it doesn't work we'll just put a lot of visual effects on there and then they can just do it all on a computer because yeah. everything's easy right and this is i think permeates across all of the media i just think this was a very very in-your-face example of how incompetent and lazy these reporters are. If you're going yeah. to make an assertion, have some evidence to back it up. That is that's kind <laughs> of like base, basic <laughs> bullshit. I mean, this is not difficult.
1: Yeah. But he could I, do I, it. I was lucky enough I was lucky enough the, the other day to introduce Amber Doig Thorne, who is in the new Winnie the Pooh movie. So what I did was looked up her biography, uh, looked up you know uh, the movies that she's been in, the, the stuff that she's done, and actually did some homework to be able to ask her some questions yeah. and not just present her with stuff that just goes... Right, so, uh, um, yeah, Anonymous, he's saying, where is it? It's, yeah, I know we're talking about movies here and everything else, but uh, it was just, like I say, if you have a quick Google on YouTube... We're talking
0: about entertainment, and this was streaming, and it was very
1: entertaining. So, God damn it, I'm going to get
0: my entertainment where I can,
1: okay? It was, <laughs> it was funny to watch because, like I say, seeing such an incompetent moron being owned by elon was was just it was a master class fantastic yes. oh. okay, okay let's we'll get back on. to i just
0: i just it was so entertaining i just had to mention it
1: um we should put a link up on our website but in more entertainment news not some movie but entertainment news american horror story i keep looking at it American I keep looking at more now to make sure I spell them right. Horror story. Yeah, that's no, good. Uh, American horror story has now come up uh, that they have announced they are going to be doing season 12 of the seas- of the series. Wow, uh, it's really? going to be starring Emma Roberts, who's great and we love and happy days, but also Kim Kardashian. Okay. And just it's you know it's one of the when I read it it was just kind of oh yes it was a slow slow news day obviously I've not been able to get into American Horror Story any of them I've tried a few episodes of each of the seasons and just none of them have kind of grabbed me at all I've heard some people like them obviously there's 12 seasons so obviously somebody likes them Um, but getting Kim Kardashian in there is scraping the wood on the bottom of the barrel you know to get the viewing figures back I mean my goodness Uh. me that's that's really something
0: like Dude, if there's ever a definition of an American horror story, it's Kim Kardashian.
1: Mm. Yes. I mean, come on. Th- thank you, thank you, Mad Ink. Thank you, the last that's, entertainment outpost. That's right.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying that 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 Kim Kardashian is the very definition of an American horror story. Uh, yeah. We are horrified by her every single damn day. So yeah, the, I don't the
1: the image the image of I that I put up in the article was from her sex tape. Because (laughs) remember, girls, if you want to get rich and famous, don't work hard and become an actress. Just have a sex tape released and then you can get famous from that. Okay, so sleep with all the men that you can with a camera um, and then just get famous from that uh, leaked... It it Uh, does help to have a famous father,
0: though. You know, Um, because...
1: Well, father? Mother? No, no, hang on, she...
0: Yeah, Rob Kardashian was OJ's lawyer, so that's part of yes. where that comes from. Just like Paris Hilton, oh. she's one of the Hilton's, so she makes a sex tape, everybody cares. you know. Yeah. There's a lot of OnlyFans um, girls out there making sex tapes every day going, hello, I'm here, give me money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> have you slept with
1: anybody famous, though? Have you got a famous dad? Because then um, we're not really interested.
0: Famous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so. I was just thinking with girls on OnlyFans, oh, you didn't know who your dad was. Oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's not go down that one. Um, OK, so there were some other trailers this came out this week, which let me find. Let's talk about this one first of all. Let's get our anger out of the way and talk about this one. so, oh, there's me being crappy. Re- retype,
0: retype, retype. Because drunken is a drunk.
1: OK, and so the Marvels trailer with that wonderful person that everybody loves... Brie Larson. She was so cute as a child, her mother named her House of Cheese. Um, So, so the first movie didn't go down all that well. Uh, But obviously, we have to have a sequel. And not just a sequel, a very ethnically diverse sequel with a teenage girl in it.
0: Um, I I don't... I don't think there was a, a thing in all of entertainment history that had luckier timing, except for maybe Ringo Starr. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very good.
0: That, that movie comes out between two of the biggest movies of that decade, and yeah. was, was sandwiched between them, and it was a culmination of a decade's worth of movies that everybody was down for it made a billion dollars solely off of that, of people just yeah. you know, because you got because uh, Infinity War was very good, and it had a very good yeah. ending, and everybody was just on the edge of their
1: seats, just going oh, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, waiting for that next one yeah.
0: yeah, and so they would take any swill that, that they would have put <laughs> out, and sure enough we got our swill, and it was Captain Marvel and so it sucked, and then we got and now we got this trailer, and I'm looking at this trailer. And I'm like, it, you know, it felt like some sort of Disney kids' afternoon live action show almost. It didn't yeah. feel like a real movie.
1: <laughs> I, the, out of all this, I'm just going to say this out of all this, I actually genuinely feel for Brie Larson because I do think she's a very good actress. Uh, Room was very good. Um, and I also think she's very hot. And yet, the character which they gave her and then again this comes down to we put up an article recently in the last couple of weeks about don't hate the actor. And it's it's not her fault that it was a badly written character who was just the perfect female with no adversity uh, and just got to the high of her powers and blah blah blah. And it's and again, sort of people sort of saying, Oh Brie Larson's bloody awful. And it's like, no, she's not. She is quite good, but she just happened to be in a movie. And let's face it, if you got offered a Marvel movie, you're bound to sort of say yes to it. But then, just to have it sort of so badly directed and so badly written, you know, it's like I say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's her
0: fault. Nah, I, 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 no, it's partially her fault. She's got an attitude and a chip on her shoulder, like you wouldn't believe. And I have watched her. This is why I don't watch live interviews. action stuff. Uh, I, I've seen her in the interviews. I've seen her in in you know, like she does this interview, and you can see Jeremy Renner's just soul dying, just can't wait to oh, get yeah. away from her. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> and and she and she's just so like they asked her if she's gonna do it to cut her cut tomorrow she's like i don't know anybody want me to do it and she's just got just this whore she's done more than enough and so if this is how she is in interviews when you're supposed to be putting your best face and best foot forward i can't imagine what she's like behind the scenes i can't imagine how awful she is and how you know up her own ass she is probably most of the time and now we're See, supposed to be like oh okay don't hate the actor it's like well there are times when the actor has done plenty of her own damage and when you see how she acts in regular you know settings then you gotta wonder what the hell's going on behind the scenes
1: this is why i stay away from from this i do try to separate the actor from the um from their art in the same respect with them oh Jamie Lee Curtis because I spoke about her the other day no Bridget Fonda it was. sorry Bridget Fonda because I saw I watched Barbarella again just because I haven't seen it for a long Jane time Jane Fonda Jane Fonda <laughs> Jane Fonda and again people were saying oh she's awful, out of this, she didn't do nothing <laughs> oh no yeah Bridget's great um, but yeah no Jane Fonda and then people were saying about her politics and everything else I'm like I had no idea I, I genuinely had no idea, and so, like I say, all I saw her was is this sex kitten from the sixties, and the film, like I say, was it's a terrible movie, but you know, it's it's sort of entertainment. Um,
0: but like Jane I say, Fonda's I, had a long and proud history of hating the country that made her so successful
1: see but again i've not got that from over here like i say and so i i've missed all that so i've been quite quite ignorant of the ignorance is bliss obviously that's why i'm so happy
0: well you you (laughs) think you think she'd calm down as she gets older or maybe you know wisen up first she was in the vietnam north vietnam tank during the war you know people have never forgiven her for that and now she was just on the view like a couple of Weeks or months, maybe oh, right. a month ago or something. She's like, I've "Yeah, I think." have heard the views
1: very good. I've heard the views very good. Yeah, I, I catch, I catch
0: when when <laughs> they do something really silly that I get the highlights and one of my typical YouTube subscriptions. Oh yeah, something. yeah, same as me. Uh, yeah. Somebody who's, who's commenting on it, but she's like, "Oh yeah, no I think uh, people people <laughs> who who don't like abortion should be killed." And they're like, "Oh no, she's just joking." She's like, "No, I'm not joking. She's clearly not joking." It's like this is just an awful person. I, I don't know where. I mean, yeah, more money than God. You got all the the fame yeah. and the every everything handed to you. You live better than the, the the greatest pharaoh in Egypt couldn't even hold a candle to the life you've been able to live. And you just, spit yeah. on it. You're a
1: piece of shit.
0: She's always been a piece of shit. Hanoi Jane, yeah, that's what they called her. <laughs>
1: Um, right, fair enough. Well, <laughs> um, like I say, because I keep it all separate, like I say, I'm quite happy to do that. Unless it is someone like, say, Kevin Spacey, where it's been so public, everything that's gone on, which is well, a I, shame yeah. because it does ruin some you know, perfectly good movies. And, I mean, again, the guy is a great actor and he's done some brilliant roles, but it does then just take that edge off because you are looking at him going... Oh, you know, they've done that, and you know, so yeah, it is, a, it is a shame to hear these things.
0: Well, Brie was pretty public, and she she said you know, she had that thing about uh, what was it, a stitch in time or what, whatever that movie was that came out a few years ago. I think Oprah was in it. Maybe I, I might have the.
1: Oh no, I know what you mean. Yeah, the um, was it Wheel of Time? Uh, with Oprah? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember, but <laughs> it was that good.
0: Yeah, it's it's supposedly a really good book. I remember the book was out when I was a kid. I, I don't remember if I read it or not, but uh, um, yeah, she was she was running her mouth off about that, and she's she's just been abrasive. It, it seems like every like I, I just don't have any patience for these people who have a wrinkle in time. Thank you. Uh, oh, there we funny. go, yes. Yeah. I don't have any patience for these people. who have got more money, more opportunities out the ass. They have more influence. They, they, everything is handed to them. Everybody kisses their ass, and they just shit on everybody that they can. <laughs> I'm like, what is? What did I? Yeah, we, I think we asked like this last week about Catholic kids. Like, what did I do to you? Just go to your damn movie. Yeah. You paid the ticket. Get you made, made you a zillionaire. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big piece of shit. I guess. Okay, whatever. Go yeah. to
1: hell. I don't remember doing anything, you know, to you. Not me personally. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame that they just see. I mean, to be fair, though, we are middle aged white Americans, uh, or you know, middle aged white um, men. Uh, so obviously, that's that's the main problem with us. Oh well, we did uh, we did
0: start a YouTube channel to crap on her every time she comes up. So I guess <laughs> that's something. I guess we got to take yeah. that one,
1: don't we? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there is that. Um, I mean, Kennedy's still talking, talking Star Wars. I know Stark wrote this up. Do you know what? I didn't even click on it. I, I'm just not interested. I am. At, I keep well, I saying after my. I have
0: it up here. Why don't you put up the banner and I'll go through it. Ah,
1: um, then. Right. We hate Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> no, let's put up a proper one. More, uh,
0: isn't that the proper one? Um...
1: And uh, there we go. Okie doke. So, yes. Um, so... I mean, the... Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars. The savior yeah, that, that of the universe. That Johnson
0: movie is coming out any time now. Uh, three big screen movies in a galaxy far, far away were announced, and they were all totally different. Different places in the timeline, different focus. This could be a mess, or it could give them all much-needed breathing room from each other. However... We all remember the last time Lucasfilm felt they didn't need to write down a coherent plan, don't we? The separation is deliberate, according to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. She has been out on the interview trail following the event to talk up plans for Star Wars. She says there's no predefined schedule. They won't push out movies to hit a quota of releases per year as Marvel does. Quote, we really don't think about that way. I'm not kidding when I say that we talk about things in terms of story and the people involved in arriving in a place where we think it's going to be great and we should move forward. So even though we have a certain mandate around a slate where we're asked to maybe do, you know, one or two a year, we wouldn't do that if we didn't feel we were ready. When he did that before, uh, we're really looking at these as ways in which people can enter Star Wars from different places and not feel the burden of oh god I got to catch up with everything that's been made before, so we don't really talk about it in terms of trilogies per se. Uh, so yeah, and it, I I guess they're going to take a different approach. I I know that they're they're talking about doing the Acolyte, which is going to be like what fifty or hundred years before Phantom Menace. And then they're talking about doing a new Daisy Ridley series, which is going to be 15 years
1: the, later. The whole, just just to point on this, I think we spoke about it last week, but the whole Daisy Ridley thing is the final nail in the coffin for Luke. Because Luke is the one who set up the Jedi Academy, he set up the new you know, he brought the Jedi back to life, but obviously now that Disney have killed him off, they've got to bring back you know, the most boring character who replaced him back to you know, save the franchise. And it's like what the character that literally killed the franchise you're bringing, you're bringing her back that's, yeah, that's I mean, going to work
0: out well here's another example I don't blame Ridley it's not like she's getting tons of work and uh, if <laughs> well, she has a chance to redeem the character maybe maybe she's taking some of this to heart
1: maybe maybe there's a backfire again, in Lucas and then they'll make her halfway again, decent who's kind of who's, who is genuinely going to go and watch it you know, I mean, I know you've got these like diehard cultists on online who still think Star Wars Disney everything about it is fantastic, but who's going to go and watch it? Nobody, and it's just again bringing back Disney and uh, Disney bringing back Daisy Ridley uh, as as Ray. You know, Ray Palpatine, literally kind of just like I say, the character that kind of killed the franchise to save it. It's just, I just I don't understand them. I really don't Do understand think- them.
0: I mean I mean what if it's a Picard season 3 situation? I'm steel manning your argument here cuz I I don't disagree with you. But what if we have a Picard season 3 situation here, maybe they bring in the right person. They put together something and everybody starts talking about it. I mean, is, is it possible. I I you know, I I look at like Card season three has been very very good it's been actually good Talos has done a fantastic job I don't see any, I, I see very little if anything from Disney Star Wars that I've gone that was really good even the Mandalorian season one season two I kind of look back on it's like yeah it's fine it's kind of been ruined now yeah. but Boba Fett was terrible Obi-Wan was terrible Bad Batch has been fine. Rebels was fine. It was more Dave Filoni stuff, but I never thought the Clone Wars... I like the Clone Wars. I like them. I'm not telling everybody you need to watch them. They're amazing. I'm saying they were good. That's about it. Everything else has been fair to garbage. And so I don't know. I mean, can they bring in the right... Can they save this? Or is it I, I mean, mean, they have to save it, don't they? They have to, because they, are, they got nothing else.
1: There is always the opportunity that, yes, obviously they could be saved. And I will always watch Star Wars just on that premise that, you know, it might actually be good. And it might actually be saved, and this one might be the one that's actually quite decent. I can't, I can't like not look away from it. You know, I've I've always got to give it that eternal hope. Um, I'm also a completionist, which I kind of hate as well. So that if I start watching something, unless it's terrible, you know, I won't. I'll I'll carry on watching it. Like I had with Mando. Like I say, that episode with Lizzo and Jack Black was just. It was. it, It it was. To me, it was the worst thing I've seen since Last Jedi. It was. It was terrible. But yeah, I still had to give it a go, and I'll watch this week's episode as well. And getting Daisy back again, it just depends, because it, it's just, if Kathleen Kennedy has got her grubby little fingers all over it, then what is the point? What is, what's what's going to be the point of watching it? Because she's just going to ruin it. You know, this is Yeah, I, I don't have any faith in
0: her to do anything. Of course, I didn't have any faith in Kurtzman, but I guess he's been hands-off on this. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not... It, it's such a weird... You know, there's there's so many players in this. It isn't just one person, although, you, yeah, you know, yeah. the buck's got to stop somewhere. But I'm trying to... I'm trying to... You know, this is interesting. Uh, okay, so Star Wars can't be saved. I'm going to say the MCU can't be saved. I don't think...
1: No. It's had its moment.
0: It's had its, it's, moment. Had its moment, it's done. Pixar puts out one or two... Uh, every three years, that are good, maybe that's only one I, movie, let's say. And, and they'll I do, they've, they've although tapered I will say,
1: yeah, I was just going to say, I do think that the quality of their stuff, the last two Pixar movies, I haven't even bothered with. I think one of them was, um, was it the two kids in the van looking for their dead dad or something? And I don't think I finished it. And then the other one was the the Soul Ghost or something or other. And I, I yeah. just didn't didn't even bother. Didn't even bother watching it. it, just, it, 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 it it's,
0: it's no coincidence when they meted Lassiter that everything went to hell for Pixar. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I look at I'm, I'm I'm trying to think this through. Okay, so if Star Wars dies or they can't get because the, they. At some point, they're not going to be able to make these anymore because, you know, season three of Mando has got nothing. There, as far as viewership, I mean, it's bad. Uh, the MCU is losing money. Quantum Mania, certain. I, I think Guardians of Galaxy three will make money because it's the last one. James Gunn will make it. He'll make something that everybody will like. But after that, they're screwed. <sighs> I really believe that MCU is I, I, I'm
1: just I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about Guardians of Galaxy 3 I'm hoping it's going to be good but I mean I read the other day that James Gunn says it's the best superhero movie ever and whether he's just saying that because of the bravado that he is kind of his own swagger that he kind of says that kind of thing but at the same sure. time I do wonder whether he actually believes that or not and he's just kind of uh, don't build it up that much because you're not going to be able to deliver <laughs> like that Yeah, good. I
0: think. I think he does. I think he, well, like, whatever. He, I think he, he's done, I, I like both the Guardians films. I think they're both good. Oh yeah,
1: no, no, yeah, I'm not taking that way. yeah.
0: James Gunn has made very little that I didn't like. Um, so I think he's fine. After that, I don't see anything on the horizon for Marvel that's go- for the MCU that's going to be good. <laughs> So you've lost Star Wars, you've lost the MCU. They're not bringing in the bucks. They're also not bringing in because they have gone so badly. You're not bringing people into the parks anymore because there's nothing compelling there. Yeah. So what what is the long-term end game for Disney? Or what's going to happen to them because they they they've pretty much put everything they have on either Disney well, there hasn't been really a Disney movie come out in a while. Like a Disney Princesses or, or you yeah. know, anything like that. MCU is dying. Star Wars is dying. Pixar is not going to hold it up. So, I just feel like that the snowball has just started rolling down the hill towards the bankruptcy.
1: <laughs> and I, I, I was going to say, I think he's getting to the point that I don't understand how they kind of naturally let these things die. You know, there was back in the day, you kind of like had the war movies and that was all the rage and everything. Then you had the Westerns and then you had this. And, and with the superhero stuff, they need to just let it die a natural death and then maybe bring it back in a few years time. But they just can't think like that. All they think about is... You know where this next product is going to come from, and how can they draw it out? And you know it's still popular in Iceland. It's like, yeah, but it's not still popular, is it? You know, you aren't losing money from it. You've got to realize that you know that, that it is going to get to a, a point where it is completely dry and there's nothing left. You've, you've got to understand that. And I just don't think they're there yet. Well, I, I
0: think there's plenty left in all of those tanks. It's just they don't have the people that, to do it. So let's let's just assume that they're not going to be smart enough to get rid of the woke. HR people yeah. that run these things and, and let's assume that that's going to continue. So you you didn't spend, I mean you spent some money, but I don't think they spent an insane amount of money for the MCU. Maybe somebody can check my work, but I don't think it was like the $4 billion they spent for Lucasfilm. And Pixar they spent a fair amount of money on, but you know, they've, they've kind of centered their entire creative output around these three jewels, right? Yeah. Because they don't have, they're, they're not making Aladdin anymore, you know what I mean? They're not yeah, making yeah. that kind of stuff
1: yeah. anymore. Pinocchio so and that kind, of, yeah.
0: They centered around those three jewels. Now, they they paid a pile for, they paid like $71 billion for 20th Century Fox. Something ridiculous. Um. I, I, Again, yeah, check my work on that, but I think that that no, was but, really, really high. Yeah. Debt. And I'm, like, going, okay, so you you got that. I I don't, I mean, what are you going to put out with that? You you know, more diehards? I mean, I I don't know what Fox's (laughs) stuff is, but, I mean, you got the Sipses. Simpsons is well, well, well well past its prime.
1: Again, yeah, one of those series that is really, really, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I think it hits peak in sort of, I think, sort of seasons five, six, seven, maybe eight. And then from there, it's just been going downhill. You know, every now and then there is something on which is funny, but again, it's well past its sell-by date.
0: I'm, I'm not a financial advisor, but my advice, but but if I were, I would say sell your Disney stock quick, because <laughs>
1: yeah. I just
0: I just feel like they are heading towards a wall here, and I don't see how they get out of it because they have too much money tied up in these properties, and. Mm-hmm. They're they're clearly following the sunk cost fallacy. They don't have the guts or the resources or the talent to do something new that really grabs people anymore. Bob um, Iger is not exactly a, a you know they, they brought back a guy who put him into this mess in the first place instead yeah. of you know taking a chance on yeah. somebody that's just this got change. I I just I I really believe within five years. Disney may be doing some Chapter 11 reorganization.
1: Because, I, I, I mean, I saw, this just isn't working. I saw the other day, and I mean, I am sh- I think this was from Doomcock, so, I mean, with his stuff, I always take it with a very large pinch of salt anyway. But, I mean, he, he made a video saying that Disney are looking to sell Lucasfilm. And, again, it's kind of, they would recoup their money from that because, you know, in the right hands, Lucasfilm is, is a money-printing machine. You know, he's it, it's just—it's just there to be able to print money.
0: Hey, Elon, that's that's a lot cheaper than Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, well, I thought last movie outputs could put in a bid, at least. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, at least yeah, put in a bid. Me, um, let me check the couch
0: cushions uh, and see what I. Get. Yeah,
1: that's right. Got a couple of couple of you know quid down here somewhere. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, with it, they would they would make obviously like an awful lot of money back. But then it's kind of I think it's one of those situations where they don't want to let it go. They do want to bleed it dry. Whereas if they did sell it to another company who then had a vested interest in actually making good Star Wars, it would then start making money again. And I think Disney would have some clause or something or other in the contract to sort of say, if the new movies start making money, we get, you know, and I just, could you imagine trying to deal with Disney or work with Disney? I just, I, you know, years ago, don't get me wrong, I would have sold my left testicle to do it. But now I just, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near them. A- Anywhere near them because you just well, can't trust them.
0: Then you then you have those stories where they're actually getting sued by showrunners now, yeah. and you get you. So they're they're not any any talent worth his salt is not going to touch them with a ten foot pole. No. I, I I I mean I'm just looking. I'm looking at this from a business perspective. You know, I'm looking at it from. I see no changes to what they want to do. In fact, I see a reversion to what caused <laughs> this problem in the first place with Bob <laughs> yeah. Iger's reinstatement, and. I see them bleeding money, and I see things like Quantum Mania and Star Wars and Mandalorian and, and all this stuff just not hitting with people anymore. Mm-hmm. I see Buzz Light you know, the Lightyear movie and these other <laughs> these woke nonsense that strange, nobody wants to take Strange World, to. yeah, yeah. And you go, how this is not sustainable? How could they continue? This it's not possible. And uh, shareholders are revolting. I mean, something's got to give
1: here. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, you know, I know some people sort of say they're only focused on money and stuff like that. Movies have always been focused on money. Yes, there have been artistic license that came out and, you know, and still there were great filmmakers that they've discovered, like Quentin Tarantino and, and, you know, people like that. Um, But ultimately, it's always been about making money. But I just think now that it's... (sighs) Yes, you've got that message, which has got to be included in everything, and the inclusivity and, and diversity and everything else, which is just not helping. But ultimately, like I say, that they, they must see how much money they're hemorrhaging to know that there's a problem there, that it's got to be plugged up and they've got just got to pass it on to somebody else. You'd think. Like I say, you like you say, you can't you can't maintain a business model losing so much money all the time. Well,
0: I, I- kind of disagree with you i mean yes it's always been about making money but a good business focuses on the product and if they're putting out a good product and they're doing well which walt disney did and that's you know boy back when he was he was focused on putting out a great product that he thought would be better and if if he did it right then the money came which it did right yeah. and that's that's your focus on if your end goal is focusing on the money then you buy stuff that just seems like money makers and and you end up with shit like what happened with Lucasfilm you yeah. know star wars was not made to make money <laughs> it was made almost on a bet and it was a dream of George Lucas and it yeah. ended up becoming this thing right because it was a quality product that people wanted to see if yeah. you do that if that's your focus you will make the, the money will come Yeah, uh, you know if if it's good no, yeah, that, that's yeah. not what they're focused on they're focused on the bottom line they're focused on profits that's why you have suits going in there and fucking with movies and all that kind of stuff and it doesn't work because you can't you can't create art on a balance sheet
1: no I suppose that's why so many comedies turned down Star Wars because they just didn't see a profit in it. Whereas Twentieth Century Fox took the took the risk, you know, and and then were stupid enough to give away, you know, a percentage to Lucas of the of the earnings because they just didn't think it was going to make all that much.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, um, they were.
1: Made about half
0: with his with his stupid space movie, and if it wasn't for Alan Ladd Jr., they were about ready to put the kibosh on it because it was going over my, budget and it looked like ass. And one of my favorite one of my favorite
1: one of my favorite quotes was, "If Yoda is so wise with a Force, how come he didn't take a one percent gross like Obi wan <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, because again, think like I say. But, I mean, with it, like I say, yeah, I mean, I, I do understand what you're saying, but obviously, you know, the film industry is there to make money. But like you say, when when they do stumble upon people like Stanley Kubrick or, like I say, Quentin Tarantino, people who are box office drawers, happy days, you know, and then... But it's just when you've got such major big products... With massive franchises, which, like I say, should just be printing the money, printing the money. I mean, if you, you know, if if if, for example, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, the whole Tr- Thrawn trilogy. If they had made the Thrawn trilogy out of the sequels and actually stuck to the books and stuff, they would be just un. You know, the the, the figures would be off the charts. Stuff James Cameron in these top three movies and stuff like that. Star Wars would be right up there. But yeah, you know, they released Solo after the Last Jedi, and um, after yeah, after the Last Jedi, and it it lost money in the box office, and you're just thinking, well, I, how I, is th- that possible? Well, I think
0: I think just the way you put that, and I think that's the problem is is that mindset. It's like, well, if you get this, you should be able to print money. It's like. That's the that's the wrong mindset You can't just yeah. take a property and print money Just because it has the word Star Wars is. You can for a little while, obviously they have yeah. But you can't continue To do that because you do not have people Working with Star Wars That have The mindset and the passion and the understanding Of Star Wars And there is a possibility that as vast and cool as as the star wars universe appears to be maybe it's just it's an empty mine it's a dead mine at this point you can't get any more gold from them there hills and so you you but you went into it thinking this is the golden goose it was like no the golden goose is taking risks on new things because yeah. that's what creates ips you you are going the safe route you are not disney's not taking any risks um, it's, it, because they're it's buying because, established shit and then it, then they don't know how to deal with it. So in the end, they're destroying themselves.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> that's, sorry, just reading through the comments so quickly there. Rogue thought just said, Disney bought a steakhouse and then said every menu item must be vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, it's from another point now. Um, oh, thank you, Rogue thought. Put me right off my my point now. Um, Did he give you a rogue thought? He really did. (laughs) I can't think what it was now. But, I mean, like I say, ultimately, it is is a shame that we have to wade through this crap of what they are doing until we can actually get to something decent. But it's just kind of, you know, the more they pour on it, the worse it's just going to become. And like I say, I will always be a sucker and I will always watch it and I will always hate myself for doing so. I'm a masochist. I don't flog myself with a whip. I just watch Disney Star Wars. I, I probably
0: wouldn't if it weren't for, you know, the site and, and wanting to talk about it. But I'm, I've kind of gotten to a point where I just find it fascinating is how, you know, I'm watching a, a company Destroy itself, and it doesn't even realize how it's destroying itself. It doesn't understand what made it great in the first place, and so it's not willing to do those things because, yeah, putting up a giant theme park, the way they did, was a risk. Putting in a, the new one in Florida was a risk. You know, creating the feature-length animation was a risk. C- creating the first Pixar movie was a risk. These risks are the ones that have paid off, and yeah, there was a lot of crap that didn't pay off, but. That's how a theater gets longevity or a movie, movie production house gets longevity. That's, they can't do it by just buying somebody else's shit.
1: No, that's, that's what I was going to say before Road thought, throw me off, was when movies then do take a risk, like, for example, The Matrix. Obviously, The Matrix was a huge risk because of the way that they were shooting and everything else, but then it absolutely nailed it. And again, it's kind of, Every, like you say, it's about taking that risk. It's quite, you know, it's no point coming back to Road thoughts you know, um, thing that if you buy a steakhouse and then decide we're going to put chocolate with everything, everything, because everybody loves chocolate. And it's like, no, if you're getting steak and putting chocolate on it, it's not going to work, is it? You know, you've got to have something. And, and people who come up with these original ideas are being pushed to the back because they're just trying to now find people who can just churn out the same old stuff with these franchises, with Scream and all this kind of stuff. It's just let's get a property, let's just squeeze that one dry, you know, because we don't want to take a risk on a new one, because people may not go and watch it. But if you write Scream on it, everybody's going to go and watch it, and it's going to be fine. And yeah, that is a massive part of the problem.
0: Yeah, pillaging someone else's risk is just you you are eventually going to hit failure, because you cannot continue squeezing these things to death. I don't think Scream 6 was a huge uh, box office it, bonanza.
1: No, it was. Maybe Apparently, it made a profit. It's, it's, it was. It's the. It's the highest. Um. It's the highest box office gross for a screen movie. So it has done quite well.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's making money. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's that's up to us to not see this shit, I guess. But, but we the, keep the, going. See so. again.
1: I know. Um. Let's talk about something more positive. Hang on. Hang on.
0: Actually,
1: what, this Auschwitz? isn't going to be positive. No. <laughs> I uh, see, that comes back to my favourite joke. My grandfather died now, Stitch. So he fell out of a machine gun tower. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, hang on, I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm making a deliberate typo uh, here. This is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change it, I'll change it. <laughs> I could just... I, I saw your soul leave your body then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Baywatch, juvenile. <laughs> approved. Ba- ba- <laughs> Baywatch is making a comeback. Now, again, this is one of those things that Baywatch worked purely because Pamela Anderson had very large breasts.
0: I don't that's, think that's, I ever watched one episode of Baywatch. I,
1: I, I, I think I I think I kind of have. But I mean, ultimately, that is what the series is about. You did not watch it for the story. You didn't watch it for the Hoth. You didn't watch it. You watched it because Pamela Anderson was running towards the camera in slow motion and away from the camera in slow motion. And that was it that's the, well
0: so, there were a lot of other hot chicks on there that also oh, yeah. ran at the camera yeah. in slow motion so give them their too and their talent
1: both of yeah, them. absolutely absolutely don't get me wrong i mean like I say <laughs> um erica oleniak and and uh, quite a few there. other you know yeah. wonderful wonderful ladies were on there but how is Baywatch gonna work in today's society is the problem i don't think it worked back then no (laughs) it did. It It was garbage it it was garbage but it was it was entertainment it was garbage but it was entertainment nicole agar another very fine example there but uh, to me what made me laugh was immediately i thought of sort of you know you have this hot blonde running down the beach and you sort of you know looking at her backside and going yeah not bad then it throws the front shot and it sort of starts on her face and goes down to her big bouncing boobs and then just goes down to the package underneath and it's like ew. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> like you know, sort of like Pamela Anderson with a with a package. He's just eh. <laughs> so you're, you're saying yeah. that's
0: today. Uh, yeah, gonna that's, trans, yeah, that's gonna be trans Baywatch.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's gonna be. um That's that's the thing. Is is. You can't say it was, like, sexploitation, but, I mean, ultimately, it was kind of TV sexploitation. That it was just, like I say, you had hot women in bikinis, you had hot guys in bikinis, Billy Warlock and a few others, all, you know, just being hot on the beach. That's what sold our programme. But we can't do that now because we can't sexualize anyone because that's awful. When you think of, like, say, for example, April O'Neil from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when she was first on, she was gorgeous with massive boobs and everything else. Now she's kind of like a short... Midget 12 year old girl type thing who's not sexualized in any way, shape, or form. And again, there's always been downgrades of these characters that me, they start. Let, off let with, me be clear
0: here if they're going to make her 12, we don't want her to be sexualized, just so you know. Uh,
1: I, 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 I want to say, an 18 year old, I, I, I have no interest in seeing this because I think Seth Rogen is completely sold out ninja turtle's in every every way yeah. but it's just with all of these things that you know as a teenage kid you grow up like with kim possible who was like really hot stuff but like the, the more modern stuff is all got to be very non you know don't don't teach your kids anything about hot women uh, at a young age and i think baywatch is going to be the same that there's going to be no sort of sexuality in it it's just is it just going to be literally about lifeguards saving lives on a beach that sounds boring <laughs> They'll all be they wearing watch. Victorian clothes, <laughs> like all covered up, you know. It'll I be think Leah. That's all I it'll be Leah
0: Thomas's first starring role, you know it.
1: <laughs> um, it was like oh. Oh, my gosh. I think I saw a lady's ankle. Uh, it was quite, 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 quite revealing. Um, and so, yeah, so- hey, Baywatch 1915. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Just run with the bloomers. <laughs> it's like Granny from the, from the Looney Tunes.
1: You know, she's running and bobby pins are flying out her back. <laughs> um, I can't give this lady mouth to mouth. She hasn't given consent. Could somebody fetch me a handkerchief <laughs> to place it firmly over her lips?
0: <laughs> um, I can't give her mouth to mouth. We haven't invented it yet and everybody has typhoid
1: uh, moose don't don't suggest things like that because they might go uh, in fact chances are there's probably a video out there that's called that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, at our team meeting a minute ago we, we'd just been told that there's a place that does uh, waste removal and they're called Love Junk <laughs> and I was <laughs> immediately my head went there's a website called Love Junk nah it's not the kind of thing I'd click on gonna gonna stay away from that and so yeah baywatch coming back again is just one of those things it's just it's not gonna work for the modern people are too childish now to enjoy that kind of thing
0: well yeah i i don't know i i just to me it's like oh we're gonna reboot baywatch i'm like how. How much more do you got to scrape the bottom of the barrel? You're, you're going to get that Lorenzo Llama show where he was on a motorcycle or whatever, Renegade. You're going to do that next and nobody gives a shit about. I mean, it's like and you, you're now getting syndicated shows that were on daytime UHF on weekends that nobody, you know, barely anybody saw. I'm like, okay, come on. I just. You've, you, there's nothing left to reboot, guys. To stop.
1: Sorry, I've just, got to, I've just got to interject here. We've got a message here from Eggy. Sorry, chaps, just got home from the father-in-law's birthday. Five hours of watching him chuck wine down his throat and rounding off his 45-minute rundowns of his favourite Monty Python sketches. That actually sounds quite good. That's something we should do. <laughs> we, we should do a rundown of our favourite Monty Python sketches. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, unfortunately, uh, Eggy won't be with us because... A, I imagine he's partly drunk and B, a little bit Monty Pythoned out, which is something which is a serious complaint here in Britain and happens to a lot of middle aged men. Uh, And we shouldn't joke about it. (laughs) Um, Not the drunk part,
0: the Monty Python part. No,
1: yes, yes, yes. Being um, uh, uh, over Monty Pythoned is a a serious condition, unfortunately, like I say, which is suffered by many Englishmen. All right, all right. That's
0: that's That's enough comments. He's got too silly.
1: (laughs) <laughs> They've. They should re- reboot Airwolf. Yeah, but with a drone, <laughs> not a helicopter. Air- <laughs> Airwolf.
0: I absolutely adored Airwolf. I actually watched a little bit of it. It's not bad, but uh, my, it's it's it still works to a certain extent. My
1: but, yeah. My claim to fame was when I had a BMX. I had a black and yellow BMX, and my dad used to do printing, and he used to have um, like. But this is way before the days of computers and stuff like that we, we he had like a typeset thing where you could peel off letters and stick them on stuff and my bike was called street hawk <laughs> it was like written on the shut, bar
0: shut up shut shut sh- sh- they're gonna reboot that now what'd you say that for <laughs> it's now to in the algorithm you piece of shit we're gonna have to have a reboot of street
1: hawk um that always makes me think of in the simpsons night boat <laughs> the crime solving boat why is that always an inlet or a or a valley or, <laughs> or a canal or a fjord yeah um, but yeah yeah my yeah my bmx was called street hawk i was quite proud of the fact it had just written in in like it was like an aerial font just written on the frame street hawk everybody really knew it was mine yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's funny isn't <sighs> there's so many of these they have rebooted in, like i think they rebooted Knight rider a while back Tried uh, to yeah, that didn't work. They rebooted V, the. the oh, yeah. Alien. No, that didn't, that didn't yeah. work. So, I mean,
1: like, yeah, it's, now they're going to reboot the reboots. Well, the thing is, is every now and then a reboot does work. When you think of, like, the mummy, you know, I mean, the, there was obviously the original with Boris Karloff and Christopher Lee and so forth in the original. Then they did reboot it in 1999 with, with Brendan Fraser and stuff. That worked. And it was fun, you know, and, and, and so now and then a reboot does just. Hit the you know the thing. it came in a
0: good seventy years. They didn't reboot something that came out last week.
1: <laughs> that see that made me laugh because they did say the other day that they wanted to do a live action version of Moana, and you're thinking that's like ten years old. Why? I don't think it's even that old. Yeah, you know it's like when did when did that happen? I'll tell you I one one like other 2017,
0: thing. 2017, I think. 2016. It's barely For seven a, years old. Forever
1: Night. I don't know that one.
0: I think it's a vampire detective.
1: Oh, you I just love the.
0: I love the cocaine fueled
1: concepts of syndicated <laughs> shows back then. It was so awesome. Okay. I said uh, that. Vampire said that detective. In... Oh, awesome. <laughs> no, you see, you've you've never seen the sketch by Alan Partridge where he's coming up with with pitches to the BBC. I posted it on the video on a on um oh i did a review of something this week and i posted it up there and there's a bit where he's going um how about um in the city sumo we get fat guys in a pub car park and we draw a circle we make them fight and then he's going "No, I'm in that." and then his last one alan sat there and he just goes how about monkey tennis and it's just <laughs> it's just kind of like you know you've run out of ideas haven't you no 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 i've got plenty more um it's just, it's it's
0: it's like South Park with the manatees. The, the manatees take a random words and they put them together and that's how you have a show <laughs> pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I do want to talk about because this was very good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, okay. It's, it's probably going to say some spoilers, but I did see this week, Pinball, the man who saved the game. The trailer got, for this the came trailer out,
0: looked good. The
1: looked trailer good. came out at the same time as the trailer for Tetris. Now, I saw Tetris as well, which I thought genuinely was excellent. Absolutely brilliant. It was really well done. It was such a bizarre, weird film. But I, to me, this was kind of the whole Hollywood doing a duo type thing. You know, the origins of Tetris, the origins of, of Pimble. And the, the story of Pinball was, it was originally a game where you just, you had a plunger and you would fire the ball and it would just bounce around and land in different things for scores until somebody added flippers to it and then that became more of a game of 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 skill but it was banned in new york because it was considered gambling Um, even though you know people didn't you didn't win any money people would bet on the outcome of it and this one guy found that it's not about luck of where the ball goes you can play the game as long as you like if you have the skill you can hit which buttons and so forth whatever you like but the way the story was told it was brilliantly done because just reading the comments um it was brilliantly done because you had this older actor playing the real roger sharp who was this guy and every now and then in the flashbacks of what was happening is everything would kind of Carry on, but then it would come back to this modern-day Roger, who would sort of say, "No, no, no, that's not quite what happened. You're, you're sensationalising it a little bit there. What he actually said was so and so and so and so." My favourite part was, um, he, uh, this one guy says comes up to Roger and he says, "Oh, yeah, this, this gambling thing's a whole thing. It's a load of mother." And it cuts back to Roger and he goes, "Oh, uh, can we swear in this?" And the the cameraman sort of goes, "Oh, we're going for a PG thirteen. So how many am I allowed? Just one." Okay, I'll save this one and it goes back and he says mother flipping so <laughs> and so and and like I say there was just this little the way it was done as a um a, in this documentary style with these flashbacks it was just it was and it was really fascinating it was I really really enjoyed it I it's funny I one of the
0: YouTube channels I subscribe to is called weird history and he usually has these 10 15 minute blurbs about something interesting in history that it happened. It could be anything. It's you okay. know. And, but I just find them interesting, you know. And I believe yeah. he did one not that long ago about how why pinball was illegal forever in New York. Not everywhere else, okay. just in New York as I understand it. And that this and this guy who was able to you know, show the skill of using the flippers yeah. with pinball and, and bringing it back. And then, you know, like two, I'm guessing that the, the weird history guy knew that they were making this movie. So maybe he decided to, you know, cash in on the clicks on that. But,
1: um, what a whore.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're all slaves to the machine. <laughs> you <laughs> thought the Matrix was fiction. Uh, so we, we, uh, yeah, I I thought that that's, that's a pretty cool story. Then I saw they're making a movie out of it. I was like, yeah. Oh. and I need to watch the Tetris one because I know you you and others have spoken pretty highly of it. I was getting a little like, oh, they're going to do one about BlackBerry phones? Are you kidding me with this?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's but sucked. again, it's it's like with the whole Tetris thing. I just thought to myself, well, some bloke wrote a film, you know, wrote a game and, and sold it. But it was it turned into sort of more like a an espionage thriller and in fact I'd say an an espionage thriller which was better than some some James Bonds (laughs) some of the some of the James Bonds and it was just like I say it was really well done the way it was just played out I do like Taron Agerton Um, I will always give the guy the benefit of the doubt Uh, I I I, I mean it's probably not a big one for you over there but he did like Eddie the Eagle which is the true life stuff. that was great because over here Eddie the Eagle is like a national treasure the guy's the guy's brilliant um (laughs) It was
0: a, it was a big deal over here during that Olympics. I remember it was the '88 Olympics. I think. Um yeah. King Kong. Kong was a good Documentary. <laughs> he, he he was he was the the whole Eddie the Eagle thing was kind of a a big feel good story in the coverage here. Yeah. They were talking underdog about. So and all that. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was a bigger deal for you guys, but it it was
1: something that we, there was a lot of people that were kind of cheering for him over here, including myself. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um, And so, so like I say, I'll give Taron Egerton the the benefit of the doubt. He did do Robin Hood, which was awful. Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you a thing about it now. But, I mean, like I say, he has done stuff like Kingsman and that kind of thing. So, like I say, I'll always give him the benefit of the doubt. And he played just this cheeky chappy in this film who... Was trying to buy the game from the Soviets at the height of of the KGB and all this kind of stuff, and and in some places it, it was kind of weird because there was very different tones to the to the movie. That some of it is quite lighthearted and you're laughing, and then there's a moment where one of the KGB threatens to throw a man's son out of a window, and it's like. This is a bit dark. <laughs> you know, it's like I thought this was like quite light-hearted or whatever, and it's kind of like I'm hoping if he does throw him out the window, he's going to land like this, and then four blocks are going to disappear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to make it. Um, <laughs> um, what do you mean you hate? Sorry, you you hate feel-good movies. That's no that feel-good. Um, you you shouldn't. That's a very that's a very um bad thing to say. Don't watch Schindler's List then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I must admit, I do like a story with a twist at the end, kind of thing like that. But however, no, the the occasional feel good movie is nothing wrong with that. It's it's highly entertaining. So no, like I say, I would I would highly recommend Pinball: The Man Who Saved the Game. It yeah. was interesting. I did also like, and this is unbelievably shallow, but I don't care. Uh, Crystal Reed was in it. Now Crystal Reed sounds like a stripper. <laughs> and next on the stage is crystal reed um but she her character in it was just oh i fell in love with her she was she was lovely in it but just the whole film is just it is a very good film and i do highly recommend it highly recommend uh, yeah i'll give it a shot um i can't think of anything else to talk about i think we've covered everything did I, i i saw mario Oh, okay. Was... No, go on. Talk about that, then. Talk about that. Go on. Yeah. Oh, hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on. Let's, let's, ba- let's banner up, that. Hang on, it's all really it professional.
0: Hang on. I, I won't know what to do, man. Uh, you make me work during the thing, you know, for the, for the cuts. Uh, the yeah, Mario movie's see... out.
1: <laughs> Seamless. He's, Seamless.
0: He's, he's not the greatest host in the, on YouTube for nothing, folks. Uh, yeah, I saw... Okay, so I... I did my review of Mario, and the reason why I watched it, because I found it interesting how it's been enlisted into the culture war. Okay. And it, and, and the funny part to me is, is that it doesn't seem to really want to participate. Just, <laughs> I just no, I don't want to, don't want to be in a culture war. I just want to yeah. make video games. Uh, you Get your ass in here, Mario. Fucker.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you like women?
0: <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah. <laughs> It, it didn't have anything woke in it, but it didn't feel like it was some sort of anti-woke movie. It felt like it was just trying to play the video game crowd. That was it. And I'm not... I, I know, like, the original Mario Brothers, of course, Donkey Kong. And I played a little Super Mario Brothers, but not much. I didn't yeah. have a Nintendo back in the day. And I played a little bit. I, I, I went... Like way back when I visited my aunt, she had a Nintendo 64, so I got to play a little Super Mario World 64 or whatever. And that's it. That's basically what I know about Mario Brothers. I just you know, it's a little thing. And I do remember the Mario Super they're, they're Show.
1: So... They were Italian plumbers. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you know about them.
0: <laughs> I remember the Mario Super Show with Captain Lou Albano on Saturday Morning Cartoons and the, the the dumb rap, and they use that in the movie. <laughs> right. and it just you know, so there was to me this was Easter egg the movie, and okay. it had the thin the thinnest of plots, which is basically Bowser comes to Mushroom Land or Mushroom Kingdom, whatever it's called, and he's there to take it over so he can marry Princess Peach. That's it, and everything is basically figuring out how to stop him and. They use these thinnest of moments to do some video
1: game shit. I
0: did play Mario Kart with my kids when I got a Nintendo Wii way back when. So
1: that, they had I, that I, I, there. Gen- I genuinely believe that Mario Kart will be the start of World War Three. <laughs> it it, <laughs> it took over from its... Monopoly for Family Feud. <laughs> it did. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> a blue turtle at the wrong time man boy oh boy yeah. you yeah, people are, they, they, you will be out of the will let's just say that uh but yeah i mean that's all all these moments like there's there's a moment at the beginning where it's very 2d platformer in, in the way they show it and then there's like he, he he's training with princess peach and i know like tim Pool. Talked a lot about it. it. Says woke as hell. She can do everything right. He can't do anything. I was like, well, first of all, it didn't really come across that way. I, I don't know what he was seeing that he felt like he was such a a loser. I think so. And second, I was going
1: to say, sometimes I think people just see the agenda no matter what. My favorite comment we ever had once on the on the website was the original June of eighty six, and somebody said, oh, it's unbelievably homophobic, and I was like, was yeah. <laughs> it? I don't remember seeing yeah. any of that, in it, <laughs> You know, and it's yeah. just kind of some people just see see the issue in whatever film they're going to watch. But yeah, sorry, people, your second point was.
0: <laughs> yeah, people see what they want to see. The, the, so, so Peach has lived in the Mushroom Kingdom, like, since she was a toddler. She, right. she ended up there by accident, and they kind of raised her and made her the princess. So she's been doing this stuff for her whole life and so she she went through the training course and then Mario went through it and he screws it up but he gets better and better as he goes along trying to figure it out cuz he's been there for right. a day and Peach has been there her entire life and I'm like well, is, yeah that that's fair wasn't, enough yeah yeah and that wasn't right. like trying to show Peach is so much better than Mario, that was clearly a... Have you ever gone through the training levels and they just piss you off? And, piss you, and you keep effing it up, or you keep trying and trying, you eff it up, and you keep resetting and throwing the controller at the screen until you finally yeah. get past that one. That's all that yeah. was. It was just, you know, that kind of thing in, in any video game where he's like, damn it, oh, damn it, you know. And, and yeah. you get a little further, you get a little further, but you keep messing up at this one spot. And that's all that was. Mm-hmm. And the, all of this was just let's have video game stuff. Now, all this being said, was it a great movie? Was it outstanding? Was it amazing? No, it was a pure kids movie, and the kids and anybody who liked Mario Brothers, or you'll find we'll something enjoy it. in it. And yeah. you'll enjoy it. It won't make the... The parents want to call their eyes out, and the kids will love it. <laughs> and there's nothing in there that's offensive. It's, it's it's super, I said, Super Mario is super inoffensive. The kids are just, it's just a basic kids' movie. Uh, entertainment. It's doing very just- it, Yeah. And it's yeah. doing very well, and that's fine that it's doing very well. It's not for me. It's not for people who don't have either a real affinity for Mario or who who aren't seven years old. You're just not going to get as much out of it. But as far as is it fine, it's perfectly fine. It's not Mm. trying to be a culture war movie. It's not trying to be an anti-culture war movie. It's not trying to be woke, none of that. It's just trying to tell a bunch of stuff about video games, as far as I can tell, and just celebrate Mario. And that was good enough for me. I was like, okay. Didn't have moments in there where it's like, like, Poole's like, well, she could have saved him, but she ended up kicking the, the star over Mario so that he could do it, but he still had to have her do it. I, okay, this is, if this had come yeah. out 20 years ago, nobody would have said shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, fair enough. Okay, like I say, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I, I'm going to be lazy and just watch on streaming. I'm, I'm, I would. I wouldn't
0: bother to go to the theater or anything, but it's it's not like, you're not going to come out of that going, wow. You're going to come out of that going, ah,
1: okay. it's It's a me, a Mario. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be saying that either, because he's Chris Pratt. No. He um uh, Mr. Franchise, as somebody called him the other day.
0: Yeah, they, they, they're they all <laughs> mad because he doesn't use the voice. I was like, nobody got pissed off at Bob Hoskins for not doing that voice. I don't get it.
1: Well, no. not so just that, but also, but also the original voice was kind of, you know mildly offensive is the best way to put it uh, I, I don't think it is I think it's well, just no 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 yeah you know what I mean is, is it, it was somebody doing it and, and yet you know nobody nobody said anything about that I, I went to you'd never have heard of Brookside there was a program called Brookside over here and it was um, made in Liverpool and everybody's talked like this like really thick <laughs> which I shouldn't say and I apologise to i anywhere from Liverpool but what made me laugh was I, I went to Liverpool a few years ago and I actually travelled on a ferry on the Mersey <laughs> and then um, because there's a song over here called Ferry on the Mersey and I when I got to the ticket sale I said hi mate alright I said to him, I said, can I sing, just jokingly, I said, can I sing Ferry on the Mersey when I get on the ferry? And he goes, "Ah, uh, you'll be fine, mate. He said, it's the first thing they play when you get on there. And I was going, "All right. I said, how about singing it in a mildly offensive um, Brookside accent? And he said, well, if you don't mind yourself swimming home. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) um, Which was all in good fun. But yeah, like I say, it's... It's, it's a shame they didn't do that because he was Italian and there's nothing wrong with that I did like just to add to this I did like the fact that the Colombian um, can't think of his name oh, the guy who played the car guy in John Wick John Leguizamo oh, yeah <laughs> yeah the, the Colombian the original <laughs> was, Luigi the, the original Luigi was offended by the fact that uh, Luigi in this movie wasn't voiced by a uh, Mexican actor you're not from Mexico, though, are you? Uh, <laughs> Neither is <John>. Luigi. <laughs> I know. And again, it's just sort of, oh, dear. And yeah, and he's called for a boycott on the film, which has really worked. Well done. You've really put that film to bed. Yeah, it's one of I, the it, biggest box office smashes uh, this year so far.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's huge. And it's like, I mean, I'll say this. I thought it was better than Avatar 2. <laughs> away the water sadly enough I don't understand why that movie is huge but whatever
1: I, d- I don't get it either don't get me wrong the, it, I mean to look at the film it is stunningly beautiful and the graphics and so forth are absolutely you know perfect I, did, I, I didn't notice one hole in the graphics at all anywhere but just the story I keep, still can't keep figuring out how the bad guy got because Spike is his kid, but who did he get pregnant? And, 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 and this sounds horrible as well. This shut, is I, I'm, Shut up and hand on. over your wallet. Yeah, um, but also, and this sounds incredibly specious, but they all look the same, so I can't tell who's who. He keeps going on about his two kids, and I'm keep thinking. Which one was that again? Or was that the girl one? Because none of them have got boobs or anything. So, you know, it's yeah, it's very difficult to um, understand. So, I will eventually get around to finishing it, but it will probably be an awfully long time. <laughs> I'm watching it in five minute in- intervals. You know, uh, just <laughs> piecing it together every time.
0: It's not porn. You don't do it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not porn because I don't feel great afterwards. Um, no. Nah. <laughs>
0: No, I, yeah. I feel exactly the same I hate myself afterwards
1: <laughs> I feel dirty I feel dirty
0: mm. and used
1: mm. okie doke I right guess then. it is and porn unfortunately Eggy can't make it we just had a message from him saying he can't make it because he's a lightweight uh, but I'm sure he will be back with this soon and, and with Sean as well, because obviously we've been missing Sean for a few weeks. We genuinely, he's had some family problems, but we—he is okay, and he's doing okay, and he will be back with us soon. And we do wish him all the well. Uh, the big puff, um, <laughs> because we're men, you know, we don't show feelings. Uh, <laughs> And Except so about Star Trek.
0: Oh, the Enterprise. Is back. <laughs> this is very good. This is the wonderful. The best day of my life. About when your kids were born. Fuck them, it's the Enterprise.
1: <laughs> my favorite quote from that is is um in I think it was the Robot Chicken when they had this guy telling the story of when he met George Lucas. And then it cuts to him being an old granddad, and he's going, and that was the day I met George Lucas, and it was the best day of my life, and his grandkids are going, what, not even when we were born? Not even close.
0: (laughs) Not even close.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Okay, Um, I know you introduced us, but would you like to take us out? I'll go on then. No,
0: you, you, you take us out this time. You need to earn your keep around here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Only I got some. You can visit us anytime at the Last Movie Outpost. Our Twitter is movie out at movie outpost. I am at Bobber Phil. He is at Drunken Yoda One, and Matt is at, at Matt Eddie Wiggs. Facebook at Live. Uh, pfft, quick, they're going crass. Facebook. <laughs> La- LastMovieOutpost.com and Instagram LastMovieOutpost.com. You can find I us sure on social media. Treat me with a little more respect now, <laughs> doesn't it? I'm used to the introductions, I don't know how to do the endings. Um I don't know how to finish a thing. Oh, look <laughs> at this though. That's the last comment. Thanks, gentlemen. Hope you have a great um hope everyone has a great week.
0: Yes, <laughs> I hope everybody does. I don't know. How, I might like, I might go see Mafia Mama because my wife wants me to see it, which I actually was kinda like uh, okay. Housewife, it's going to be in Mafia. That's kind of cool. Ah, 25%. Tony, Fuck.
1: Tony, well, I was going to say Tony, Tony Collette gets a pass because, again, she's one of those actresses that is generally, her stuff is pretty good. So she gets a pass. So she gets a a free pass on it. Um, But yes, make sure you check into the website every day because we always have new stories going up, new reviews going up, and all kinds of entertainment news. And come and join us in the chat at the end of each article and join in the fun. Um, Yoda, any last words from you? Uh,
0: Nope. Other than the chat gets spicy. Yes. I (laughs) do not mod anything anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is quite entertaining if you go to the website just go for the chat sometimes sometimes i don't even bother with the article i'd go straight to the chat and see what everybody's bitching about it's yeah. hilarious Let's <laughs> see how much they hated what i wrote oh 75 uh, comments on, this one pissed them off <laughs> i'll just put on my nuclear proof suit when i go into the comments <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, nothing from me today. i like to say I'm still working on an Outlook at the moment, but I have been working on my... I'm just going to give myself a free plug here, my other YouTube channel uh, about some old documentaries that I made with my dad. Um, it's been going very well. I'm actually annoyed at myself because a video I put up only last week hasn't hit 10,000 hits yet, and I'm a bit annoyed at that, um, where, you know, I should be over overthralled at how much he's making. But that's the but now that the the YouTube channel is making money I can actually get back to making stuff for here. Um which I promised Yoda I would do back in January.
0: Um hey, and- I've been promising I would too my work has kicked my butt so it's it's this all week that just keeps it going. But uh, excellent thank show you. gentlemen.
1: See you next time. Yes.
0: Thank you Setlick. Thank you Rogue Thought. Thank you Annie Musso. Thank you was there anybody else? Aggie.
1: Eggie, was Eggie? On there no, I,
0: I, I'm not thanking him. I'm not thanking him. Screw him.
1: And Madink. Madink was on Madink. There as
0: well. Madink. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Madink. and uh, thank you again, Big Gator. Who, all these responds to all my clips uh, a lot. Have you noticed yeah. that,
1: Big Gator? Is I, there. I, I, I have, I've been leaving the comments to you, so I don't I've want to interact. With these, yeah. I don't want to interact with these people at all if I can help it. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, Sorry
0: don't hurt yourself man
1: no for some reason that was my only working headset this one's not working but this one is and that one fell out sorry it's (laughs) because I rushed (laughs) in is what it was (laughs) (laughs) only one (laughs) testicle's working what does that Uh, it
0: it kept falling out (laughs) I don't know Oh, not, not. <laughs> not let's let's end this before we get uh, demonetized here. So, thank you very much <laughs> for
1: watching, and we will see you on the next stream.